Hi there, and welcome to another fresh episode of Hit Me in the Heart. I'm your bleeding hot millennial, Scott. I'm your hearty flyboy, Travis. And I am your kind-hearted oaf, Paul. And on today's show, something a little bit different. Not one, but three different music videos. <gasps> choice it is australian psychedelic rock band tame impala with their 2015 music video for the less i know the better high school is a time full of a lot of hormones and a lot of chasing after boys or girls or whatever you like however when you grow up gay in a small town in sydney there's not really a whole lot of that so this music video rings true on an emotional level that i can only imagine and that thankfully I did not have to experience myself. But now that you are a gay man living in a big city, it's kind of like high school every day, isn't it? It is. If I had a dollar for every time I caught hot boys holding hands with Trevor. First of all, the thing you will see with this music video is that it is a film by Canada. Canada is an arts collective based out of Barcelona and London. They're like an advertising agency in that they do a bunch of like really good looking online brand spots. Some of the people they've worked with include Uber, Vimeo, Huawei, Beck, Booking.com, Mo, Chupa Chups, Converse, the iPhone X, Foles, Instagram, Puma, EasyJet, Ikea, and Goo. Goo, Paul. Goo. <laughs> G-U umlau. Goo Why that we spend. are you trying goo? to like hit my heart and make it cry at the same goo, time? Goo, the uh, chocolate stuff that we walked 60 kilometers out of the way all over Berlin to try and find I'm goo. I'm so sorry. Goo, the chocolate milk brand. Give goo a Google <laughs> if you want to find out more of what we're talking about. I just, I thought, I thought that would get you, Paul. I was so in the headspace of thinking I'm going to see Gwyneth Paltrow in a, in a, in a commercial forgetting that's goop and not goo that i got so thrown off oh my god <laughs> goo 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 paul goo <laughs> i am so sad they don't make that chocolate milk anymore music videos are obviously about how like the music and the visuals are interacting and what they're doing and what this music video does if you've never seen it before nsfw i'm going to say if de depending on whether you're in europe or north america i feel like culturally there's maybe a bit of a divide i'd argue that in north america it's still fine okay you have lots of the kind of teenage sexuality the gist of the song yeah. is of course about you know someone really likes this girl but the girl is not interested in him so of course in the music video she's the head of the cheerleading squad he's the star basketball player but she doesn't fall in love with him she falls in love with the guy who's their mascot or the guy in the gorilla suit and as far as metaphors go it's pretty on the nose you know you like a girl she doesn't like you she likes someone else and that guy is of course a knuckle-dragging ape neanderthal brute of a person that doesn't care about her the way that you care about her you know <laughs> throughout the film you see all of this gorilla king kong imagery she at one point is dressed up in a yellow leotard and looks like a banana she's dancing with the 
other cheerleaders wearing these giant uh, kind of uh, disembodied monkey hands as costumes where, you know, it clearly like is representing her as like something to be obtained and consumed. And that's really kind of problematic, isn't the Empire State Building flashed over her as well. Yeah, the Empire State Building gets a nice little cameo in there as well. And it's just all about this wanting and having and the emotional truths of the characters in this music video. You know, it's not just a romance where you see a very literal interpretation of what's going on. You know, the two young lovers fall in love, but then there's a tryst and somebody else comes in to swoop them away. The fact that it's couched in all of this imagery of desire and sensuality and owner wanting and having and getting is really interesting. But the fact that it's all presented so sleekly and with these really brilliant pastel colors and it's made so vivid in so many different places, it's truly a phenomenal way to capture that idea without beating you over the head with a damn metaphor. It's really uh, psychedelically wonderful. And one of my favorite scenes, it it looks like it could be her, it could be like a, a mannequin. Either way, the paint being dripped on her is so vivid and so beautiful and i don't know if there was like an artist who was who was behind how to drop the paint on her to appear in this beautiful way it was fantastic and even that scene alone that that to me was like an art piece in itself because this was made by a team that does advertising it has that real quality of you know everything's photographed in a way that makes you want to kind of reach out and touch and there's all these different textures you know of the basketballs of the paint at one point you know tame impala is a pretty psychedelic rock band you know they they don't have a strong driving vocal line so there's a point in the song where there's you know this long musical breakdown and the music video itself at that point becomes like animated and line drawings in pen and colored in with we'd call them textures in australia's or sharpies or something here that visual says high school so much like doodling in your notebooks and drawing in them oh, in art class. and it like links it it takes you back to high school and being in the gym playing on the sports team it sucks you back to that age it couches it all in like this imagery of nostalgia and it's all filmed in a way that looks like it could be the iPhone commercial. And while she's singing all this in the animated version, all there is is bananas flying around. So you're just trying to sing and all you see is these sparkling yellow, pink bananas flying at your face. Kind of like I remember high school. I, I was going to say also that, especially that that part of the, the music video, I found that it alluded to me this sort of a nostalgic feeling of uh, Take On Me by AHA. That whole line drawing stop motion style, although this one animated a little more, it was like morphing into different things from what I remember. There was a very different kind of nostalgia, not just back to high school or to to middle school, but like back to an old music video as well. Another illusion. Creatively, like the tone meeting the visuals, meeting like the level of craftsmanship on display is just phenomenal. I think this is it. People bag on ads sometimes because they're meant to sell you something. But if you take a company that's used to doing ads and you give them three minutes in a narrative, well, they can do some pretty phenomenal things. They know how to speak with a visual language, with a visual medium, so they can tell a story both through the music, but also visually and you end up with this sort of situation do you know why they used a mascot 
mascot and a guy in a gorilla costume as opposed to to having a a literal second guy in human form. I mean, maybe I'm not I'm missing something here. I've got my read on it, which oh, is no, what please, I love. That I, people because can have reads on it because I, I take it too literally. I, I don't want to go down to furry territory, but like I thought there'd be a twist, like it would be a woman, or it would I don't know, it would be like the geek from the from band class or something. But to me, it was kind of odd that they, there was never that reveal. Whereas the song doesn't allude to obviously freedom to me at, at least. So I'll I, go first. Um, <laughs> I think that most of the times when masks appear in anything, it's because of anim- anonymity. 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 <laughs> anonymity. Um, and so it doesn't matter. The whole idea is that he isn't a he isn't a person. He isn't a face. He's just the other. He's someone who isn't me. So it doesn't matter what his personality traits are. He is someone else. You don't even need to know him. The person who's singing doesn't know who this person is. They're just someone else. In this music video, I wanted to see who was under the mask. But that's just my personality. And that trait. wouldn't have told you anything. It just would have been another face who you didn't know. Oh, so it doesn't yes, matter. You I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> and they use the King Kong in, imagery because he thinks. Ask, why yeah, the King Kong illusion? Because it's this is something to conquer. King Kong didn't ask permission to take this woman. He just took her because he was this big oafish brute. So he's taking this girl away from him just because he can. It seems like she's the one, though, making the decision. And King Kong, uh, from my understanding of the movie and from what I remember, she doesn't decide. King Kong decides to take her. So I don't get how the King Kong illusion allegory works for this. You're right, because this is 100% the big emotional impressionistic feeling meeting the actual reality where he's kind of a reasonable enough guy and that she is in control. If you listen to the lyrics of the song, she basically breaks up with the main character and then says, you know, oh, try your luck with Heather. Go find somebody else because this isn't really working out or wait 10 years we'll be together. You know, it doesn't have to be now or never. Oh, you're being very reasonable. So as a person like face to face, we'll have a very normal relationship. But all of the visuals you see in the music video is like, this is how the raw animal part of my brain feels about what's going on right now. Thank you for that. Because, you know, I get it a little more now because as someone who has gone through jealous feelings, I I can see how that would be a really good analogy because I have felt that way where the other, the second person, the other guy or girl as it may, they've become this bigger image in my head. That makes more sense to me now. Technically, it charms the pants off me and hits me in the heart. And as a layman, I needed that for it to hit me in the heart. I I needed an explanation of the allegory. I still want to know what was inside the box and cast away. I am not a music video person, which does not make any sense because I grew up when MTV was a big thing, when everyone was talking about them, when everyone was seeing music videos and they were a part of the culture. I grew up without cable television, so I never saw MTV. It was never a part of my life. I never sought it out. I liked rock bands like Counting Crows, who the video didn't add absolutely anything to the music. Rock bands? Continue. <laughs> Whatever they're called. I don't know. Alternative? Is Counting Crows alternative? I don't know. I just want to throw a dig in there. All right. So me, I didn't actually come into music videos until OK Go released Here It Goes Again. To me, that was the art form. And I think it started late because it wasn't on MTV. It was a YouTube video. 
And the song to me isn't even that great, but the video, the video itself was so interesting. It was so engaging for those of you who haven't seen it. If there's any of you, it was the one with the treadmills where they did it all in one shot. OK Go took this format that wasn't stale at that point. There was still, you know, people releasing music videos, but they made the music video the thing. It was almost better than the song. Whereas if you wanted to have the full OK Go experience, you needed to watch the video. Thrill is a great song. It's also a great video, but it's a great song that holds up on its own. Okay, go. I know people like the music, but it's not as good without the video. And that's when I truly saw the art form take off for me. You, you've seen Thriller though, right? I have seen Thriller. Thriller was fantastic. You would actually put, uh, it's done to put you on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot though. Would you consider Thriller to be a visual masterpiece than this OK Go video? Absolutely, I would. Absolutely, okay. I would. But the Thriller song doesn't need the video. The video is its own piece of art. It's great. It's a short film yeah. more than it is oh, an yeah. actual music video. Like there's, you know, acting before and afterwards. It's a, it's what, seven, eight, nine yeah. minutes long. It's super long. Like like most Michael Jackson right. single videos, at least. But the OK Go stuff, you go to the internet to see those videos. And I guess some people bought the albums. But to me, I had never thought about like, OK, we're going to watch a video and then decide if we like the music. It's I love the music. Let's go see the video. So first of all, I own every OK Go album and I really like I didn't their music. know this about you. <laughs> I do. I, I really, really like them. I agree. Like. They were the first band that really saw the potential of the video to sell the music rather than the music coming with a video so that you could put it on television rather than just listen to it on the radio. The thing for me, though, that's so fantastic about that OK Go music video is anyone could have made it. Yes, exactly. You know, music videos throughout the 90s had become these, you know, multi-million dollar affairs. At one point, Janet Jackson's um, scream with... Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson? No, I was going to say uh, Together Again. At one point, Janet Jackson's Together Again was the most expensive music video that had ever been produced. And they kept getting more elaborate and bigger, you know, CGI shots, all the R&B stuff of the 90s. And then you get to the 2000s and these people, they're an indie band. No one really knew who they were. They couldn't compete. So they worked smarter, not harder. Went, what the hell can we do for like, $2,000 in a weekend to make something that people will be fascinated by and engrossed by and go, hey, you have to watch this. But this is this is the whole thing for me. That's what a music video should be. You should go on to want to see the video. We all put music to videos when we make vacation videos. They do it for commercials. But if you want to do a music video, then do this. Do exactly this. They, they nailed this art form. I, I keep going back to Thriller or Take On Me. These were great, unbelievable things, but the songs were good themselves. This is an indie band with $2,000 over a weekend saying, I bet you we could do something creative and interesting that people are going to watch and listen to our music because of it. And I still have seen every OK Go video because they're amazing. You feel engaged. You're brought in. I know it's a little bit of a gimmick now that they do it all in one shot, but that's what makes it amazing that you can succeed so well. And they have more of a budget now. You know, they're destroying things. They're using paint. They're doing this. Some of the some of the stuff that they set up, the machines, it draws you in every single time it draws you in. It's beautiful. Well, knowing how much 
work and practice goes into it that's that's the thing for me that's the takeaway for me as well like just watching that video and knowing it took multiple takes knowing it took a lot of rehearsals a lot of practice not just coordination but just all that work that went into it is is fascinating on its own then they have another one where they're in a they're, they're like zero gravity yeah yeah the, then, the plane one were they also the ones that had the video where it was filmed in i think 15 seconds or 10 seconds and it was all done super slow motion or yeah, was yeah. that was that them as well yep that it's was so them. funny because i remember they're, they're in the top of my head so my favorite works <laughs> my favorite one is the one where they're driving a car around a specially built track as they're driving around in this new whatever car it was they pull a lever and a giant foam arm comes up the side of the car and they drive past 250 guitars that are all holding down different chords and as this arm slaps the guitar it makes the sound of the song it's nuts so name it's me nuts. not scott name me four okay go songs <laughs> exactly but you know of four okay go videos yes. it finally made me understand what this thing could be not that it hasn't been done well in the past not that it won't continue to be done well with higher budgets and more production in the future but this is people that want to get their music out there so they come up with a creative way to get people to listen to their songs and to me that is what a music video is part of that they were at the forefront of viral culture of things spreading like wildfire on the internet and grab a friend you have to see this yes and for that reason alone every marketing agency in the world wishes they could replicate that you know two thousand dollars and a couple of treadmills and we can have fifty thousand clicks or brand impressions for whatever we're representing today but like, it came from creativity it came from this we don't have the budget all we need is a great idea apparently they performed it live too for some sort of award show oh god that's yeah. pretty cool well why not use that talent and and memory and, and all and what you've rehearsed to to perform live i'm sure that's like it's like muscle memory to them now for the amount of times they may have done it to like record the actual exactly video. yeah i suppose the takeaway from this is for me okay Go is that artist that I just want to see what they're going to do next. I will log on. I will subscribe to their channel just to see what the next video will be because it's going to be great. Mine is a little different, not just because it's older. It sort of was before I think MTV or while MTV was was becoming a thing. And it's a song called Rocket, all one word by Herbie Hancock. And for some reason, I, I grew up in a family, I guess, where we enjoyed watching music videos, especially ones that were a little more disturbing. So Thriller also comes up there as one that used to terrify the hell out of me. And this one has that same visceral reaction because of the style of it. It almost looks like a waking nightmare. The song itself is is very different. It's, it's electronic. It's a lot of DJ scratches. The song doesn't really have a melody or any kind of structure to it, at least to me as a kid. And so it's kind of disturbing to see this song paired with this really bizarre music video 37 years later i still remember watching this video as a kid and being absolutely terrified of what i was seeing on screen and if you haven't seen it before definitely check it out but just to explain it's just somebody set up this almost house of horrors with mannequins that just are are moving very sporadically and repeating and moving backwards and forwards and like a mannequin head turning back and forth and and just legs from a mannequin dancing maniacally on the screen the it's songs like 
like robotic too. It's all robotic, it's yeah. This jerky, mechanical. unnatural, mechanical unnatural, stuff. Yeah. And it's the comparison I want to make is you know in like The Ring or The Grudge or the Japanese horror where it's you know always a slightly damp preteen girl that's <laughs> coming to eat your soul and moves in like a jerky limbs yeah. cracking in weird ways crawl towards you. Yeah. There's something like so animalistically viscerally yeah. something is coming towards me and it does not move like anything i've ever encountered moves before yeah. in my life and, and they nailed horrific they nailed the way those movements happened way back then because they put pants on it we see people move in pants but because there's robotics underneath of it or or, or a mannequin kicking or whatever it is yeah. it's just it's haunting and that does make it more jostling because i think if it was just the mechanics of like a bare mannequin leg or you see the steel or whatever the actual mechanics are under what's actually happening it would probably bother me like 10 percent as much as it does right. because they're clothed yeah that that really throws me off because it's just like it's one of the first times i saw as a kid robots in action and like because it literally is robots on screen although they're a different form it's not the form that you think of now with like robocop or terminator it's it's just disturbing the second part of that that this music was not mainstream at all and still isn't now you can play that song now and people will still be like what what are we fresh garbage it? is this? <laughs> are we calling like, it music is that what we're doing yeah. it is I, it's actually like a classic track and fairly seminal in like the development of electronic kind of music yeah. but the thing i think that's so uncomfortable that comes out of the music video right like the fact that there's no vocal in it or if there is it's heavily distorted and it's in the oh. background is like what is making this music Oh, it's a house of insane machines yeah. that look like they want to eat me for breakfast. Just a quick aside. I do know if I remember just from my own, from, I remember from my memory <laughs> that one of the samples we're hearing is either a producer or somebody on the track saying it's fresh. And so the scratches is, is actually him saying fresh, but it sounds like fresh, fresh. And so it's, it's an actual somebody, like somebody involved making the song, it's his voice distorted, but by like mechanical means with like a record record scratching. So that's not really singing. There's voices. I wouldn't yeah. call those lyrics. Vocal sample. No. I wonder yeah, if, no. yeah, it's fresh, fresh, <laughs> fresh is in the lyrics. The other thing about this is that it was made back in the really early 80s. So there's no like CGI. They had to build these practical robots. You, I literally saw it for the first time today when you put it on the television. <laughs> but I can imagine being too, uh, like two years old and knowing these things exist yep. somewhere in the world <laughs> and they could show up in the middle of the night here and that would like, terrify me he just had like a really i love you dad but like a, a father who liked to see me terrified because he also was the same person who would continually put on thriller and which would make me leave the room and go outside i would actually leave my house and stand outside when thriller was on because it used to terrify the shit out of me i remember as a kid watching movies and films that were scary in a way that when you're a kid and you don't have like emotional defenses you can really be like terrified or get horrendously upset when you know Bambi's mother dies because you just aren't Spoilers. used to that concept. Yeah. I think part of it too is when we were growing up like years and years ago before there was all this CG or you could determine what was computer generated and what wasn't anything that happened that was strange was haunting so these videos because you didn't encounter 
robots kicking in this manner, disembodied walking yeah. around a room. This was the first time you had ever seen that. You knew that it was real, as Scott said before. Anything practical is just a little bit scarier yeah. because you know that it's real. You know that it had to happen. And therefore, you know that there are scary things in the world. Near Madison, Wisconsin, is a place called House on the Rock, which is a guy that used to collect the most random, random stuff and like made a whole orchestra pit filled with mannequins that are playing uh, violins and like, and all these instruments. And it, it, and it, and it threw me back to this music video of just being terrified. I actually had a reaction while I was at a house on the rock from this music video, because there were some scenes in this museum. I'm using air quotes again, that had this collection of mannequin dolls in, in, in various capacities. That, but, were, well, that was evocative of this video. Yes, very much so. Impala's The Less I Know the Better, a film by Canada. Uh, did you guys have the same kind of visceral reaction to it that I did? <laughs> I think it's pretty great. I think it's a great video. I think it's a great story that they're telling and it's fun to watch. I really did as well. I thought it was a, a great video, uh, of course. Knowing a little bit more about it, it I definitely loved it a lot more. <laughs> so what did you think about OK Goes? Here it goes again. I loved it when I first saw it. I still love it now. Um, the only complaint I have, I'm sorry, is that it's hard to watch anything in 4x3 now, not instead of widescreen, because <laughs> it, just, it just throws me back. I'm like, oh, this is old. There will forever be like a pre and a post here it goes again world. You listening to this right now, you could have an idea that's just, hey, this is crazy, but people might like it. It's not even framed that well. What's in the background? Like a giant sheet of ribbed mylar or something. And he, I guess even the movements are not overly complex. Like no. literally anyone can do them. It's so simple. There's a whole new paradigm of creating that like blew open the day that that music video went viral. What about Herbie Hancock's rocket? Did it hit you in your heart? It's weird. It's a weird, interesting video that I am not soon to forget. The rocket music video is so cool in its kind of concept. It's like how people will freak out if they think they see a spider close to them or a snake or how cats will jump out of the way of a cucumber. Those robots are doing something that freak me out on like a deeply spiritual level. <laughs> also hit you in the heart just in it, a hit, way. it hit me in the heart <laughs> or punched you in the solar plexus <laughs> yeah thank you so much for listening i'm your bleeding heart millennial scott i'm your hearty flyboy travis and i am your kind-hearted oaf paul and we'll catch you on the next one
Thank you very much for listening to Hit Me in the Heart. You can listen to all the episodes on our website, hitmeintheheart.com, where you'll also find links to the music videos we discussed today and any other bits and pieces we mentioned in today's episode. If you've enjoyed listening, please give us a subscribe on your platform of choice and be sure to leave a review. When they're suggesting new podcasts to people, things that they might be interested in, reviews count so much. So consider chucking one our way. Our email is hitmeintheheartpodcast at gmail.com.